I want Matt to do this bit, and and maybe I'll end up doing this bit, where during the welcome to the beginning and the end of the world, world, where like you get like Ian going ha, and like Travis going no, and Matt going Brooklyn, and me going like <laughs> just like over the intro music, just a lot of people's voices and Those sounds. Those are our, our four catchphrases. I that was we about have. to say. Yeah, I'm glad that our catchphrases include no. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to dig through the old audio and send me clips, that's fine. Or we could just get, you know, hey, Travis, could you just give me a good take? No. <laughs> Tricked him. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. This is an episode where we're all going to threaten to quit. What's new? Scooby-Doo. Nope. No, Scooby-Doo, no, where are show. you? <laughs> yeah. What's fucking new, Scooby-Doo? Yeah, we, have, we have like 12 different Scooby-Doo series we could do, but we're starting with the OG here. It's crazy that there are only 23 episodes of this show that was like a huge hit. And, and they, they only did like this thing. four total minutes of animation for the entire it's cr- Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> it's crazy that this show has five minutes of animation and one plot. Dude, my head was so empty when I watched this. I was like, nothing going on. This is great. I didn't pay attention for two minutes, and I'm still caught up. Great. This rules. Yeah, because the only thing that happened when you didn't pay attention for two minutes was a static shot of Scooby-Doo just staring blankly. Or eating a Scooby snack or running in place. I probably watched the show the most when I was like six, and even then I was like, this is a bit formulaic. (laughs) Yeah, your hatred of procedurals <laughs> was already bubbling up. But this is Just like, like sc- the formulaic show. Like this is the famous formulaic show. L- like that's what it's famous for now. But like you know, it spawned a omnipresent franchise. I want to talk about that. Why did this that? stick? One of the things didn't. It's that time. We have we have arrived. We have driven uh, an old uh, a wan- a Van, van. What am I saying here? Woo boy. Uh, we have we we have arrived here in an old Whoa, van, boy. and we are we are ready to solve today's mystery. Uh, the mystery, of course, is what's going on in the television program Scooby Doo. Where are you? I am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, uh, he is trapped in wax. It's Matt Ciani. <laughs> he is undoubtedly just eating dog treats. It's Stephen Doughton. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! And he is voiced by Frank Welker. <laughs> it's, it's Travis Marmon. Uh, I would have made a Scooby noise here, but I'm not confident in my ability to do so. Can you do it? Also, by the way, this is as you know the podcast. That's, Something this, like uh, that. as you know the podcast that's dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence, which is what brought us today to the 1969 Hanna Barbera cartoon Scooby Doo. Where I'm, are you? I'm really sorry. Uh, I know everyone in their car screaming and crying right now as they drive on their way to work to point out that Frank Welker actually voiced Freddy in the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It's weird that he's not the dog, since Frank Welker is now, as you know, Hall of Famer for voicing roles like Ace the Bat Hound in Batman Beyond, but in this one he is not the dog. Yes, but he voices Scooby-Doo in modern Scooby-Doo adaptations uh, since Don Messick died. But in what we watched... He does not voice Scooby-Doo. I'm 
I'm concerned about the level of knowledge that Steven is starting to reveal. That's not, that's, that is a normal level of knowledge. Who voices who are in the show the we just that You are never the person yeah. who does that. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's the only reason it's weird. <laughs> right. We're, we're in an upside down world. Oh, did we crawl into the upside down room where? Yeah, we're in an upside down room and the only way to get through it is to uh, run in and out of a bunch of doors and sometimes put on different costumes. That's pretty much all I've been doing for the last five days. <laughs> it's like that Billie Eilish Saturday Night Live performance. You guys remember that? No. No. There was a room and it spun and she walked around it and the, the camera was set up so that it looked like she was climbing on all the walls. But, she, you know, it was just flipping. That's <laughs> cool. That's kind of fun. I loved Tenant. Yeah, or fan of Inception. Inception. That's the one I meant to say, but I said Tenant, and then I was like, "Well, I'm just going to hold true to that." And I did love Tenant more than Inception. Uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? In Steven? my fucking TV set. Why That's did you pick? Yeah, no, actually, Scooby Doo, where are you? The cor- the question, of course, is brought to you by today's sponsor, Max, the streaming service <laughs> for those with discerning taste. <laughs> That's right. Find the it one on to Max. watch. The one to watch. Steven, why'd you pick Scooby Doo? Where are you? I picked Scooby Doo. Where are you? Because I I made a commitment to punish Matt by watching three animated shows in a row, and um, I was going through a list of animated shows, and I was like, gosh, it w- it would make sense to do this big, like cultural staple, or I could just pick a show I really like from the last ten years, and then I was like, I'll let Matt pick, and he picked old, so. That's why I picked it. I think I dodged a bullet. <laughs> Whatever. <Ouch. laughs> Whatever new thing. Definitely going to be worse than Did Scooby you Doo. or did you just push the bullet into next week? Eh, that still qualifies as dodging. You'll probably forget by then. <laughs> <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> I take those odds every day. Especially if we take a break after episode 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's two months now. <laughs> <laughs> and the final, the final like third animated show pick is three months out. No fucking way. <laughs> It'd be very funny to have like Steven genuinely like threaten your life, but like have to if he has to be delayed on whatever plan he claims that he'll have. You're like uh, he'll probably just forget about it. Probably it good. Very like, Steven being the world's of. worst Terminator. It, that's like a Section Eight villain. We talked about Section Eight <laughs> heroes last week. That's like a Section Eight villain where yeah. it's like ah oh, yes, forget forgetman. Where he's like, I've set up this trap, and all I have to do is, and you just talk to him for five minutes. He's like, what was I doing? <laughs> so you're like, uh, going to get food. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am hungry. Do you want a hot dog? <laughs> and then you just walk away with him when he's made this master fucking Rube Goldberg device to kill the mayor. We got to have more um, mayors threatened. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like we're not getting that all as right. much as we I, I strongly <laughs> disagree with this. <laughs> You strongly Wait. do not Why, because of how many bad on my mayors. No? You sure? Wow, okay. You used to be cool, Matt. I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying the just let mayors cook era. I like I love the it's, idea. I love the idea of a supervillain coming and like ha- like on a bridge in some inaugural day like having you know, let's say they're a they're a, a jungle themed villain. I don't know. What are, what are villains? And uh, so you know, it's Craven the got, Hunter. 
Yeah, Craven, sure. And and uh and the and and it's like suddenly the the on TV the mayor is trapped in a pit uh blindfolded and handcuffed and there's a there's a there's like a unrealistically sized lion ready to be, le- be released from a cage to eat her and it's Lori Lightfoot. Like f- <laughs> for some reason like the like mayor being Lori Lightfoot in <laughs> In Spider Man or whatever uh, the she fuck, should pi- she should totally pivot to a movie career. That would kick <laughs> ass if we could keep her around as a cultural figure. That would be incredible. I mean, she has the charisma for the screen. I think we all agree. Uh, yo, she's got Riz, as the kids say. Stop it. But yeah, is there a single city in America where like if the the mayor was under threat, people would be freaked out? Like even ones that have like a relatively popular mayor, people who cares? I feel like people I don't know, people get mad at me. Like the very idea that it's the mayor would have people like a little uh, like alarmed. People who live in like fucking Lakeview or whatever would definitely be. That's what I'm saying. But is like, is the, <coughs> the ironically the smaller the town the more it would concern people because if Definitely, you took yeah. the mayor of New York and strung him up people would be like <laughs> 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 but if you took yeah, like people you took, would be coming out like spraying silly string at him like, yeah. <laughs> 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 if you took but if you took the mayor of Aurora Ohio and and like threatened him people like, would be like that's our mayor and then he got a new one and then some hooligan stole it again. <laughs> Eric Adams. You know what? I'm going to stop myself. Uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's the only place I've ever lived where I knew who the mayor was. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Scooblin um, do. What's, what's your guys' favorite offshoot? Of Scooby-Doo? Movie. I just never really cared for this franchise all that much. Did you get into Zombie Island when you were a kid? No, I was too scared of Zombie Island. Really that all about? too much. Really all about um, uh, Velma Rule 34 porn. (laughs) The new Velma show that everyone thought was going to be woke, but it was actually anti-woke or whatever. None of these words are in the Bible, Travis. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Do you hear yourself right now? Yeah. Son, look in the mirror. I think the word woke is probably in the Bible, just in a different context. (laughs) Velma is also. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, Velma. That whole are sentence. any of these names biblical? <laughs> Psalms 31. The famous Velma. prophet Scooby. Shaggy. Okay, Shaggy is apparently, in the first episode, revealed to be the best gymnast at the school and a, and a class ventriloquist, all in the same episode. He's got the classic gymnast build, extremely lanky. Yeah. Cra- classic ventriloquist build. <laughs> Extremely stoner. Was he supposed? Did they deny that he was a stoner? Was he just like a really stupid guy until like two thousand? He's supposed to be. A, he's supposed to be a hippie, and yeah. so yeah. from there it can be implied he's a stoner. But it's for it's a show for children, so they couldn't just say yeah. that. Yeah, but yes, that is. Have they ever made yeah. him like explicitly a stoner? I think they uh, have some of the adaptations. I have concerns about. I think only ever implicit. I mean, I have concerns about Shaggy, which is why is his neck so long? Oh, My guy is a brontosaurus. His, his wingspan is, is fucking insane, though. There is a he, deleted scene in the Scooby-Doo movie where he hits a bong. It's there. It's recorded. You can see it. It's like on YouTube. Anyway, why is his neck so long? YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> it's there. It's recorded. It's this on YouTube. the same energy as like, like 
saying that like there's videos of like Barney losing his shit at kids, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys excited for Daniel Kaluuya's uh, Barney uh, about uh, no. uh, like millennial? Hopefully, it gets as much of an extremely long run up of us having to hear about it as Barbie has. Of course, you're anti Barbie. I'm anti having a three-year marketing campaign for these two movies. I've that loved are coming this marketing out. campaign. I've had a fun time. I've just had fun. I'm just having fun. Posit fucking positivity yeah. over here, Travis. Where where's the don't, positivity? Don't know yeah, I thought you, I thought you were a beacon, beacon. Travis. Mr. I thought you could be excited for the movie. I just got really really tired of the bit. That's what if two movies that are very different came out on the same day and we saw both that people have been making for. Eight yes, months. I don't like that bit like, anymore. It's uh, like okay, but I got I, it. I do You're like cultured. the bit of the two stars just being them on the windup. That's fine. It just it should be a month long thing, not a year long. Movie thing. rollouts should be longer. Things should stay in the uh, the cultural consciousness. We should get to enjoy and celebrate them. It should be they the should exact, in the cultural consciousness after they come can out. I, can I can I can I continue my point? Or you want me to stop there? Because uh, otherwise we wind up with like the Netflix world where it's like a thing was announced a week ago and then a week from now will be forgotten by all of society except for fucking Stranger Things, you goddamn fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Scooby <coughs> Do. Scooby Do. What's and everyone's relationship with Scooby Do? I grew up watching the show um, a lot, the same as. I mean, it was just on like throwback Cartoon Network like blocks. Yeah, basically the same. I was awake and watching Cartoon Network, and that's when, like, Boomerang would air or whatever, and would usually be Scooby-Doo. This is this is an early example oh. of shows of like me finding cartoons annoying that has continued through to this day. This is an early one that turned me off of the concept altogether. Even even though you're horror brained from an early age, this was. Yeah, they make live action horror. Not enough for curveball. Yeah, it's uh, called. <laughs> thankfully, it's I don't called need Scooby to watch Doo, like animated Monsters horror. Unleashed. Well, and also That's this was horror. Even even as I was even as a very scared child, like this show was never frightening because again, it's so formulaic that even like the babyest baby can be like, oh, every episode it's just there's a guy in a costume. Well, whatever. Yeah. But that's why Zombie Island actually was uh, too intense for me. Because it was real and then monsters. Like, and then, like, well, also zombies, I was particularly frightened of at a young age. I found them, like, exceedingly grotesque and scary, as we've talked about on the show before. And then, like, Courage, and then, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog was a show that was, like, genuinely a little bit frightening for a kid. There yes. have been 14 episodes. I mean, sorry, 14 series of Scooby-Doo. Jesus. That's too many. Why? I to get to what Stephen was saying earlier. Why? Why did this one? I stick? actually am curious I don't about get why. it. Is it just like toys? Is it like what the fuck is the? Is it just like you can make cereal based off of these characters better? It's just a thing everyone knows, and you can play with it. And yeah, but like, why did the second and one get the made? And it's cheap. Why did the third one get made? I know why they get made now, but like, why? Why did the, it continue beyond the first twenty-three or whatever episodes? Given that it was like one episode, twenty-three times, it's just because they they don't have to come up with any ideas to do it. Yeah, I think I think it's an easy pitch at this point. I think a new spin on Scooby Doo. It's it's a low risk. You're gonna get people watching it. Um, I don't think you have to get the most talented writers. Although Mystery Incorporated is fun, 
Um, much what, more fun was this that. a smash hit when it came out? Well, it was part of a block, and that's what I thought was interesting too. Is that it? It came out, and it was half of like, what was the other show that aired? It was like a dog hour. Um, uh, I remember reading earlier that it, this show was also made as a as a response to parental concerns about the very violent Saturday morning cartoons of the era that were like the like yeah. Amazing Spider Man or whatever. They were like, this is too too intense. The lead in for for Scooby Doo was Videodrome. <laughs> uh, what it is? What it is, uh, Matt? To answer your question, what it is is that. It was like one of the very first Saturday morning cartoons that uh, has that like really takes off in this sort of way. Like it was opposite the Hardy Boys, and uh, Scooby Doo was such a phenomenon that it was estimated that like sixty five percent of households on Saturday mornings tuned tuned Jesus into Scooby Doo. Christ, people think have a brain, people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Saturday morning is not the time to be thinking. <laughs> it is, but yeah. yeah the time so to then. Sit in front of the TV. Then it kind of becomes the blueprint for Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, and uh, that's where suddenly it's just like, oh, yeah, the, the long shadow of Scooby-Doo that continues to this day across such programs like Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The new Scooby-Doo movies, the Scooby-Doo show, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. I don't know why that's twice. There's twice. There's, why are there two different versions of that same show? The new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. That sounds cool. <laughs> A yeah, pup I named Scooby-Doo. Yeah, does anyone get like cut in half in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo or whatever? I'll get you an answer in a second. <laughs> uh, what's new, Scooby-Doo? Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Be cool, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo and guess who? And of Velma. the Elmore Leonard. Um, yeah. <laughs> the follow-up just to get shorty, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Scooby Doo has also crossed over with multiple shows that we've covered on this, including our very first one, Supernatural. Uh, I can't as well believe as Johnny that. Bravo. I saw that. I saw that Supernatural mentioned, like Supernatural somehow crossed over with an old episode of Scooby Doo, and I was like, "What are we doing here, guys?" What indeed? Uh, let's see. What's the deal with the thirteen ghosts? Uh, that was a, that was a cool one. I was always trying to find it. In the initial episode, the gang are thrown off course on a trip to Hol uh, to Honolulu and Daphne's plane, landing instead in the Himalayas. While inside a temple, Scooby and Shaggy are tricked by two bumbling ghosts into opening the chest of demons, which houses the 13 most powerful ghosts and demons ever to walk the face of the earth. How? And they have to set forth and uh, capture them. There's a character named Vincent Van Gool. Yeah, he rules. Played by Vincent He's, Price. He is played by Vincent Price. How do you get so far off course on your way to Hawaii that you end up in the Himalayas? Well, actually, have you seen the film 2012? No, I've not. You know, this is weirdly a plot point in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some further further research. I think it's something like Hawaii's exploded, so they just have to keep flying, and then they wind up I, in like I, the Himalayas. I'm going to take the fucking chuggy. Posy, annoying perspective here. I think it's nice that, like, we we can watch these shows and be like, okay, yes, they reused a ton of animation. Okay, yes, the jokes weren't that good. Okay, sometimes they weren't actually making a joke and they put a laugh track after it anyway. The laugh track is so jarring on a. We can watch um, these shows and we can be like, this is dog shit. This shit fucking sucks. This is unwatchable. Nobody should be enjoying this. I mean, after <laughs> last week, this show is like watching fucking. The Sopranos, is, but yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is like that. <laughs> it was much less stressful. Um, 
No, it's just like eating some cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're like, oh, where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> but like, I think it's nice that this stupid thing exists in our collective unconsciousness and isn't really being used to like corrupt us in any way and it's just like oh people know these characters and they know what they're about and they're not really doing anything and they don't represent like horrible institutions right there's, and there's no like psyop here like right, there's exactly. There's no psy up here. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, it's Scooby and Shaggy and Fred and Velma and Daphne. We know those characters. We know what they're about. They solve a mystery. Somebody's trying to do some weird money scheme and they fix it, even though they're kids. Whatever. Like, it just exists and it's cool that we all get to. And then somebody's like, oh, let me do my take on it. M- let me make Matthew Lillard be uh, Shaggy and I'll have Mr. Bean be the villain. And everybody's like, this is a bit of fun. Like, I'm glad that exists. I don't know. Like, easy group I, Halloween costume. It's a very easy group Halloween costume. Have you done it? Have I done it? Yeah. No. Did you know that Carl Anthony Towns is in uh, Velma? <laughs> no. In why? Velma. I mean that there's a legacy with with basketball players because they did meet the Harlem Globetrotters. His name is it's Jacques Beau, <laughs> but it's spelled French. Jacques Beau, Jacques Beau, the handsome jock at the gang school. I was looking at who all has played these characters over the years. You know what a what a because like oh, yeah. think about other things that everyone knows about, like Harry Potter. Like that's annoying. Because A, the person who made it sucks. And I'm just B gonna clip just that. <laughs> or think about how like the peanuts now sell us insurance. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. That's lame. I mean, I still I kind of still think the peanuts are low you know, whatever. Ultimately they a pretty harmless conference too should, yes. Yeah, no, it's lame that they no, but it's lame that they show me insurance because yesterday when someone I uh, follow on Twitter uh, did a, a doodle of Snoopy holding a camera. I retweeted it and was like, "That's me." And then I'm like, "Well, also like I have to remember that Scoop that Snoopy Snoopy is you know uh, he's a he's a marketing brand at this point." Yes, it's lame. Just let him be a cool guy. Let him be Joe Cool. Stephen, have you seen Scoob? Is it like hot Scooby Doo who fucks or something? Well, Zach Efron's in it, but I think it's animated. Does he fuck? It's animated. It's it's the one that tried to launch. The Hanna Barbera cinematic universe, oh, uh, because it's also the got, true dark universe. It's got uh, <laughs> the Blue Falcon in it, as played by Mark Wahlberg. Sure, uh, and I believe, um, I believe there's a post-credit scene with somebody. Like you know, it's like, oh my god, and like Dick Dastardly is in it. You know, I'd like to talk to you about the Wacky Races Initiative. Yeah, exactly. That's basically kind of what happens. Also, Ira Glass was in it. So we got Will Forte as Shaggy. We got. Young Sheldon is Young Shaggy. Why is Young Shaggy in the... What the fuck is Because they probably there? had flashbacks or something. Amanda Seyfried You know, he has Daphne. a name. Huh? <laughs> the actor who plays Young Sheldon? No, his yeah. name is Young Sheldon. <laughs> his name is Sheldon page. Young. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same as the guy who plays Sheldon also has a name. But like, I know who Jim Parsons is. I... Mm, yes. I don't know who that is. Uh, he Sheldon. He's, Sheldon. The, he's the Houston Rockets' biggest celebrity fan, so I know him. I have not seen Scoob. That sounds interesting. Scoob. I did realize that I have a I have a Scooby Doo super fan improviser friend who I should have invited to be on the show, but that's okay. I just because don't know how you become year, a super. I, I would have, I would have been different... so cruel to that person. So I'm glad <laughs> that you didn't invite them. 
maybe in a year you'll have matured a bit and we can watch What's New Scooby-Doo or Scooby and Scrappy and I'll invite him on and you won't be mean to him. No, I'll be mean to him. Don't worry. <laughs> I do I do agree. The idea of becoming a, a, uh, a Scooby-Doo super fan is that type of thing where it's like you're a super fan of the Ghostbusters. And what it is is that you didn't actually, you don't really love the thing, like the show, but you love the idea and the... You know right. the ephemera. You've connected to a, a piece of you that, like, can elevate something to a level that it really shouldn't as an adult because it did as a kid, and right. you don't let go of that. And I used to kind of look down on that, and now I don't because life is fucking hard. And if you want to just have a thing that you like to get through, then have the thing that you like. I I I'm I'm conflicted because I feel that way 100% and I also feel like consuming children's media as an adult without kids is maybe the single biggest red flag for me. Like yeah, I don't I, date I do my not friend. trust you. If don't date is. him. Don't don't date my friend. Uh, you don't need to. About dating? What? <laughs> I'm just saying like <laughs> red flag in what way? Red flags aren't only relating <laughs> to dating. <laughs> Okay, fine. What's a, what's what's this person who likes children's media going to do to you? Be icky. <laughs> Gives him the ick. Yeah. Make me go, uh, what's up with that fucking guy? I mean, whatever. But you're hosting a podcast where, like, I don't know, two of us were trading Pokemon the other day. Yeah. Uh, like, we yeah. all do it to some extent. Don't date Matt loves that. to look at us and go, ick. It's <laughs> yeah, fine to give Matt the ick. You should be trading Criterion <laughs> Stocks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fellas, if your friends are trading Pokemon, get new friends. Get friends that trade stocks. <laughs> Love to watch someone punch up a joke as it's being told. <laughs> That's half of what we do, Stephen. When we just hang out, is we say one thing, and we're like, "Well, how, here's a better version of it." Um, I have a question about Scooby Doo. Um, uh, this question's probably going to be directed at Travis, but I bet Steven's also going to weigh in. How important is Linda Cardellini as Velma <laughs> to you? I I didn't really... I watched the Scooby-Doo live-action movie like once and thought it was bad, and it was before I like had a cognizant... Like, I didn't... When I watched Freaks and Geeks, I it thought was it was the first time that I... Awakening. Yeah, I thought, I thought when I watched Freaks and Geeks was the first time I'd ever seen her, and I only realized later that she was in Scooby-Doo. Why did you put on those glasses to start and like a? Because he's asking a Velma-related question, I guess. Yeah, because uh, they were right here, and then I was like, "Ooh, I want to wear these glasses." But hey, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Can you see without them? Look, I think Linda Cardellini, as anything ever, is the hottest actress that has ever existed. The fact that uh, she <laughs> that take just blew Travis back. I mean, I'm, she's. <laughs> Very attractive, but I that was yeah not what I would expect. Uh, well, you got to understand, Travis, all-timer. is that Linda Cardellini says, "Who's your mommy in Scooby Doo too?" <laughs> and Stephen just like it locked it up. Well, there. and we've gone, you know, we've talked many times with this podcast, but going back to the Americans episode, I believe that Stephen is really into his skinny Velma, and it can be traced back to that. Anyway, I, I barely remember the second Scooby Doo movie. They wrote her as a lesbian in the first one, and then fucking. The the studio made them uncanonize it, and then they gave her a boyfriend in the second one, which is annoying. Um, but the boyfriend is Seth Green, 
and that's weird too. Oh, that's that's and so like that's much Seth worse. Green is yeah. <laughs> so it did make me less into the Velma character in Monsters Unleashed because she was into Seth Green, and it just didn't really click with me there. What a night for a night. What a night for a night. What a night for a night. The first episode of uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It aired September 13th, 1969. I don't know how to talk about the plot of Scooby-Doo without doing it in one or two sentences. <laughs> That's okay. Dr. Hyde White. There's so many. I, I don't know how you guys could have watched this and not laughed. Where I they smiled. were like Where they were like, not, not in the parts where they want you to laugh, but having people just be like, England. <laughs> uh, it's the way they say every name. Like we're all supposed to know that person at home. Well, that's the point. It's like the way they look at the screen and be like a clue when you watch Blue's Clues and the way Dora looks at the screen. Yeah, but says, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues is for is like educating children. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is for making children, children dumber. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Blue's Clues is aimed at ages three and below, and this is at least in ages five and up. Is that is that, <laughs> uh, is is that Steven's is that one of Steven's uh, picks in the coming months? Is Blue's Clues? <laughs> so it's still going, I think. <laughs> Fuck. It's a uh, half it's half live action, so Oh yeah. Well, I mean there's a <laughs> listen. I, I've heard people call Paddington an animated movie because the main mm. character is animated. Mm. I know, I don't like it, but the reason I, you know, we like the live action Scooby Doo, even though Scooby Doo himself is CGI. Yeah. We like to we like to play with the rules, bend them so that we can get what we want in the end. Shaggy and Scooby do some real Ian stuff, which is they went to the movies and they stayed to see another movie. They're just like, ah, that's what I'm doing later today, in fact. Later today, I will be seeing 2001 A Space Odyssey on 70mm and Blade Runner. That's Mm -hmm. so Uh, much time at the movies. They should have followed it up with 2010 instead. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so I could finally see 2010. Um, But yeah, uh, they, uh, uh, they... go and see a movie and then on their way back they see a pickup truck that has a suit of armor in it which is weird what would you do if you stumbled across that i'd be like dang (laughs) i would pull out my camera and be like if i were walking around i would not even notice it (laughs) someone would be like you see that car with a suit of with a knight's armor set in there and be like what in the driver's seat do you get transported like, into the future, or do you have a reverse situation of the when people get sent to medieval times? Is this is night learning to drive? Yeah, is this a Kate and Leopold situation? Is there a com? Is there a comical misunderstanding of the term horsepower involved here? Is this uh, or you're just like, wow, this is some wild environmental storytelling for a video game right now? <laughs> There's just this knight driving a truck. Damn, I guess that like maybe the timelines have been fractured. And now we just have truck driver nights. That's pretty cool. Like, imagine you just look over one day, and you see a semi truck, and the guy inside of it is, you know, like a a, a soldier from the Hundred Years' War or whatever. What about, Sorry what for about being this? Gone. Like, oh, I saw this. I I just saw a knight driving a truck, and you look over, and it's like Elton John, <laughs> someone who's been knighted, Paul McCartney, Austin Powers, Austin uh. Powers, for instance. So here's my question: oh, He's driving his shag shagmobile. Um, Here's my question: Is where are they walking home from a movie, and it looks like this? There, yeah, it looks like they're in like a, a swamp, like a sw- like a mo- the movie swamp. Like, did they, did they? You guys, you guys have never gone to the movie swamp. It's a really cool theater. It's a grand they must old movie live palace. Live in the swamp, also, if they're walking, like. Yeah, well, um, 
you know, Hanna-Barbera needed to save that money so that they could put out 17 identical television shows <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> they needed to do this. They needed they needed that money so that uh, they could rip off uh, the Honeymooners but put it in prehistoric times. I like that the story is that... Uh, where, where, where did I see this? The exact quote. Because, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, Hanna-Barbera does take off with... Uh, the Flintstones, like that's a the moment prime for them time in program. Yeah, it ran for it six <laughs> seasons and all that. But uh, Jackie Gleason considered suing Hanna Barbera for copyright infringement and ripped off the Honeymooners so much, but he didn't want to be the guy who was the reason. Uh, he didn't want to be known as the man who yanked Fred Flintstone off the air. That would be a cool guy to be. <laughs> now, yeah, well, I'd you know, so. if that happened, then we wouldn't have gotten to the nineties. Uh, Flintstones movie with uh, John Goodman as Fred Flintstone. Viva Rock Vegas. That's the sequel. That one's not John Goodman. That one's the guy from Mark Addy. Fred Flintstone. Well, no. John Goodman didn't want to play Fred Flintstone, basically. He was mostly like, God fucking damn it. But they were like, Steven like Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But Steven Spielberg was kind of like, you have to do this. I'd say no to Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, uh, yeah. Hanna Barbera was yeah, like, "Yeah, we got to make different. seventeen identical television programs. You know, we gotta, we gotta only have, we gotta have every main character of ours have a very clearly defined thing around our their neck, so we can just remove the head easily and you do and sub out the animation cells without subbing the body. We're gonna pioneer yeah. a thing called limited animation to the point where, and we're gonna use it so <laughs> extensively to the point where like Disney will look down and be like, we don't think about you at all.'" Animation is hard and time-consuming. I get it's it, Hanna Barbera, but <laughs> yeah, your shows it's look like so shows. insane. Do you know what's the a- longest animated uh, American film of all time? Like hand in- hand-drawn animation, or just in general? Just animated in general. <laughs> is it something that's like an hour fifty? No, it's the new. It's the most recent Spider Verse, which is two fifteen, I believe, mm-hmm. and it was like the thing where it's like, holy shit, how did they do this? And then everyone, uh, and, and then shortly after. Badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then what it turned out was horrible working conditions. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a fun movie, though. Yeah, they walk they walked through this marsh, find the night. Then what even... Then they meet up with Fred and Daphne and Velma to talk about it. Yeah, they take it to the local museum that specializes in medieval history. Um, this is where I had my... Am I too modern of a viewer kind of feeling where i was like i actually kind of need an origin here like i why, why did these people get together that. and start solving mysteries i know that's been answered in several of the spinoffs uh i'm i'm sure but it is weird that these like people just like they were like another mystery that, here we go yeah, again that we just accept it's like yes these four disparate teenagers and their dog have a van and they unclear if they just stumble upon mysteries or if they're freelancing and are hired to I, investigate I was shocked them. there wasn't two minutes totally of good uh, these four children have come together to boop a doop a doo yeah like even the theme song totally the fine. theme song is just about scooby like it doesn't even mention <laughs> mystery inc it's just like there's a dog we sang a song about him with this organ would you uh, like it better if it was like fred also you you make traps this is the thing that you do Velma, wear your glasses. You can't see. And now you're shaking and shiver. You know, Shaggy, you're kind of dumb, and maybe you like Scooby Snacks, too. That's good for you. 
<laughs> and Daphne too. We don't really have much of a personality for you. That'll come later. <laughs> Will it? Yeah, I mean, if I was a new viewer, I'd be like, great, now I understand. Well done, well done. I understood well done. actually really well without needing, without <laughs> wow, needing Matt. much. Wow, Matt. Wow, incredible work. <laughs> Congrats, Matt, on figuring out the show for children. <laughs> Yeah, the show for <laughs> almost the show for children that we all already know about from <laughs> years of living in this universe. I can't remember. I do. I can't remember a single thing Daphne did in either episode. Actually, now that, no. that it is mentioned, can you remember, remember can her you, being on screen? Can you remember a time before what? you knew what Scooby Doo was? No. Do you remember really. being exposed to this no, and being no, like, no, "Wow, no. what's this?" No. Um, why is there a laugh track in this cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. There's a moment, there's a moment where Velma goes, oh man, I wonder where the others are. We'd better go find them. And there's like a, and there's like a fade away and a fade back. And there's like a, and I was like, it's so jarring. Can you imagine if modern cartoons have them? Like, (laughs) it's not a joke. (laughs) There's nothing meant to be, they don't even write anything funny. There's no visual. It's the live studio audience just having some nervous laughter. You know, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm the warm-up comedian that they hired before filming Scooby-Doo. Just out there bombing before they put on <laughs> Scooby. Just children in the crowd being like, Scooby, 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 as you're just up there bombing. Just It'd be really funny adjusting. to actually do this in front of a live studio audience, but it's like uh, you're just recording the voices, so like everyone gets to watch them stand around in a booth. Try and do these takes. Yes. Not necessarily in order. No, certainly. If not. they do it the way where it's one person order. at a time, yeah, there's watching Casey Kasem just read lines over and over. And I love how many people Casey Kasem voices in this show, like that aren't Shaggy. That are but they clear, all sound like clearly Casey Kasem. They all sound like Casey Kasem on the radio, and yeah. Why was he in this? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know a lot well. about Casey Kasem. I remember that really blowing my mind when I was like eight and learning that he was the voice because we listened to like Casey Kasem on the on in the car. The kids love the radio. I was gonna say, why as an eight year old do you know who Casey Kasem is? Yeah, it was on the radio. <laughs> uh, I'd hear it on on Sundays, I guess, or whatever. They, he was still doing countdowns and stuff when he was alive. They play Casey Kasem countdowns at the grocery store that I go to. That's and like with the voice. Yeah, there are XM, so there are serious weird. XM channels that just play old Casey Kasem. It's so stuff. weird. But like at the grocery store, that is odd. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any any man's voice at the grocery <laughs> store. I don't want to hear this <laughs> the soothing Lebanese man <laughs> telling me about the origins of every song that they're about to play. I thought it was pretty unhinged. The grocery store should have like only video game music. What playing. are men? I was doing at Fred Meyer recently, store. and they started Get playing Inagata De Vida, and I was like, "This is a deranged choice <laughs> to play at a grocery store." <laughs> like I just heard the organ, the and I was like, "This cannot be." I think it got cut off. It's like early, or whoever was in charge, like maybe you hit skip. Like, I don't think it was the single version. Travis just pretending to be very picky about which salsa he wants just so he can hear <laughs> 17 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> the whole drum solo's times. playing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, reading uh, Casey Kasem's Wikipedia page. He's buried in Oslo, and I really want to know why. <laughs> and I can't find any explanation. <laughs> the first mentions of Oslo are 
like I'm just like wait it says here resting place Oslo Civil Cere- Cemetery in Oslo Norway okay control F on August 14th it was reported by the Norwegian newspaper Verdens Gang which is a cool name for a newspaper uh, <laughs> that Kasem is going to be buried in Oslo I don't know why Kasem- not that he he wasn't living in Oslo he didn't just die no in he died in Washington D.C. They so, had to fly his body weird. to Oslo to bury him. Maybe. A place I don't know if he'd they ever been. wanted to go there. Maybe. The yeah, people in Oslo go. were the highest bidders. We love Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> bury Casey Mir- Kasem, renowned for his love of black metal. Uh, it's not about what Casey wanted. There. It's what about the people wanted. The people. They they bought him. They <laughs> the bought Norwegians. his body. Well, if I'm ever up there, I'll go visit Casey Kasem's grave. So there's a bit where, uh, you know, first of all, this villain isn't scary. I'll say it. A knight, yeah. A big knight is not very... That's not what I expect for your thing where they run into to spooky stuff. No, not a scary monster. Yeah, no, pretty weak. He doesn't even have a weapon. He's just a suit of armor that's walking around. Yeah, and he does things like tap people on the shoulder. It was nice in the final episode, spoilers, to see the villain actually physically interacting with them. I wonder how many episodes they were just like, Ooh, and waving their arms in their direction before, like, an actual attempted, you know, threatening mm-hmm. motion. Yeah, so they, so they, they like, bust these guys for doing what? For being kind of weird? Uh, no, if they were doing art, um, art that. forgery. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the, but, like, generally, like, I feel like the, the reason that they get suspicious is because they, like, somebody is dressed up like a monster, which I think Matt, is your right to do. Matt, you're... If that's what you want to do. You told me you get it. You clearly don't. In every <laughs> case, there is some money-making scheme, whether it's, well, yes. like, squatting But I'm saying, or are they... I feel like they aren't that interested in the money-making scheme generally no. what they're interested in is what's up with this monster so which is like yes but they're kids so that makes sense i'm just saying like it's it's certainly that that guy's right to <coughs> dress up in a suit of armor if that's what you know gets him off i suppose so that's but between, also that's but between also him like, and god <laughs> at the end of the day they're just kids like sneak around in a museum at night which is like a kid thing to yeah. do it's weird that yeah. apparently in you know the late 60s and early 70s that this area was just full of people that tried to do schemes that involved somebody having to dress up as a spooky monster. I'm certain that at a certain point... I can't imagine that trend like, being that successful. They, they, they were actually just attracting people by being monsters. Like, yeah, they exactly. They probably could have just not done it. They could have just kept. They could have probably just kept doing art forgery, and nobody would. Yeah, I mean, have noticed. They, you'll notice they never seem to bust a criminal who is not doing this whole monster scheme. That's true. That's for Law and Order. That's they're in the same universe. <laughs> These they're just very specific crime unit. For I, I wonder if how many people have been arrested have been able to get off on the technicalities involved with the fact that they were brought down by a dog and four teenagers. Like it feels like they don't have the jurisdiction to do all these things. Like they don't this is what warrant. I wanted my podcast yeah. to be about. Uh, well, Fred, Fred is always like, we should just call the cops. And then someone which, is like, no. But usually that someone is involved in the scheme. Which Ian kind of mentioned last week, which is where I really want to do a podcast where you go through every episode of Scooby-Doo and you say, is this a crime? <laughs> like, is this a crime? Because some of them are not. And some of them are, very clearly. Is this a crime? <laughs> Do they actually have enough evidence 
to convict these people of this crime. What did what like what what is this fall under in, in You wanted to do basically serial but for every individual Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, it, like is this admissible in court? Plus the gang does so much property damage that like they'd be getting arrested so all the, they do like demolition man levels of like destroying everything that they do and they're not cops so they don't have you know, immunity to do that. I thought it was really cool when they had to freeze Scooby and Shaggy so that uh, later they could take on was it Simon Phoenix? Was that <laughs> was that the name in Demolition no. Man? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I get it. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. When Shaggy had to kick his cryogenically frozen or not his nitrous oxide frozen head off. Yeah, it's uh, Simon Phoenix and John Spartan. Normal names. And Edgar Friendly is the one that's played by, <laughs> by um, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. <laughs> yes. What a cool movie. No, it isn't. <laughs> What are you talking about? Do you like movies, Travis? Yeah, that I don't think fun. you do. You don't like Demolition Man? I'm oh, just very oh. bothered by the seashells. Um, don't worry about the seashells. <laughs> All I can think about the whole time is seashells. But yeah, like Shaggy and Scooby in this one destroy like an old biplane that they somehow flew inside the museum. And then all I could think about was that one dunk contest where John Collins uh, jumped over like a plane that was like flown by the Tuskegee Airmen or whatever. And then he like broke it. That was a great moment in basketball history. Tongue contests are so stupid. I love it. Uh, is this where we can talk about the various basketball-related guest stars beyond just Carl Anthony Towns? And the Harlem Globetrotters? Well, that's mostly who I was talking about. We need to start bringing back uh, putting the Harlem Globetrotters in stuff. Because they're still around. Yeah, like the NBA. That's we, need to bring, we need to bring up... Uh, they need more crossover. They should be. They should have been in like Justified. That would have been great. Yeah, they're coming to Harlan for some reason, and they get involved in <laughs> the some Harlan scheme. Globe <laughs> Why is that episode so famous? <laughs> because the Harlem Globetrotters were once uh, an institution. Yeah, but like, they also have the new Scooby Doo movies with Don Knotts and like, fucking, who else? Who who are all the people in the new Scooby Doo movies? It's pro there's probably only like eight of them. Um, the new Scooby Doo movies include uh, Sonny and Cher, Tim Conway, Jackie Amazing. Coogan, Dick Van Dyke, the Harlem Globetrotters, Don Knotts, um, Davy Jones. Why is the Sonny and Cher one not the famous one? Why is it? Because <laughs> Harlem it? Globetrotters is funny. It's just funny yeah, to say. It's funny to say. Yeah, it's just funny to be like an entire f weird fake basketball entertainment team uh, got involved yes. in your mystery. It's just. Guys, I don't know. There's such a delightful thing. This is also, why do you know Michigan? Do you know Michigan State once played the Harlem Globetrotters and won, and Tom Izzo also got mad at his players for like not taking it seriously enough? <laughs> And, like, they had to do, play by, the, like, basketball rules. Do the Harlem Globetrotters do that very often? Play not often, but it was, like, a thing that... It, it, this was, like, 2000. They did, like, a series where, yeah, they were, like, playing college teams and stuff and, like, exhibition matches for charity, probably, or something. And, yeah, they played MSU, who had, I think, just won the national championship in a preseason game. Uh, and I remember seeing, like... At the tip-off, they did, like, a move where, like, a guy falls backward and then gets, like, launched forward trying to hit the ball, and the refs were like, no, you can't do that. 
something. Like they had to like play basketball, so they lost to a college team. It was very stupid. And then it was like reps and calling and being like travel on the Harlem Globetrotters. Like that must like hurt you somewhere in your child's soul. Or it feels like oh yeah, technically that's a double dribble. The Harlem Globetrotters. That's what happens when you become a referee. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but no, we like the Spartans broke their like twelve thousand game win streak or something like stupid. Can I read some guest stars uh, of the across oh, yeah. the Scooby Doo franchise? Yeah, I want to start with what's new Scooby Doo because that's you know that one was in two thousand two, and I think that really speaks to who we are and our age group because that included such guest stars like Ryan Sheckler. Oh, who? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you remember who that is? What you don't remember wow. Ryan Sheckler, the like teen skateboarder? Skateboarder. Oh yeah, no, okay, yeah, he was the street guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got uh, Brett Hall, Mike Piazza, J.C. Chazé, Simple Plan, <laughs> Paul Stanley. Simple Smash Plan. <laughs> Paul Stanley seems like an outlier here. Scooby Doo yeah. from uh, Mystery or uh, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. That had Harlan Ellison, the science fiction writer. Oh yeah, he was actually a kind of key part of the plot. Scooby doing the guess who? Well, you know he had Chris Paul, Wanda Sykes, Ricky Gervais. Oh, that's that's oh, fun. Good. Penn and Teller, because of course. <laughs> sure. See ya. This villain is bullshit. They pull the mask off. Yeah. See, See ya. ya. Jeff Dunham. Oh. God. Oh, thank God. Someone that can match Shaggy and ventriloquism. Christian Slater, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye. Did did Jeff? Did Jeff Dunham get a show? Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't think want so. This, I, I'm, I'm looking into the void. Listen, if I'm getting punished for three episodes, I might as well get my, get my, uh, <laughs> get my shots off. Uh, there was a show called The Jeff Dunham. I've, he I've, had like, a... I, I, I gave you one. I got punished for one. I, I gave you one. I get punished for three. He had a sketch show know. that made it seven yeah, episodes. Dunham's show was on in 2009. Seven episodes. <laughs> Damn. In the second episode, Peanut interviews Good Charlotte. <laughs> That's great. Sweet Daddy D tries to understand Civil War reenactments. 20 out of 100 on Metacritic. Uh, and then, of course, you have uh, chocked full of guest stars would be Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. <laughs> oh, or Scooby-Doo right. and WWE Curse oh, right. of the John Speed Cena Demon. was on one. I do remember that. Scooby-Doo in the Firefly Funhouse would be... Matt, Very I got a, I got an episode that you gotta watch, uh, or especially yeah. you gotta watch. It's called uh, Scooby Doo and the Gourmet Ghost. It has Bobby Flay, Jada De Laurentiis, <laughs> and Marcus Samuelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think that is. I gotta know. I think that's lovely. All right, well. That was Scooby Doo, right? Do we have more to say? No, we definitely do, don't we? <laughs> so they fight. So there's this night. Yeah, like, I mean, we get introduced to all the the tropes of Scooby Doo: the gang splitting up in their traditional pairs. I don't know. Velma loses her glasses. There's a lot of running with the like bonking noise. Uh, I did spend a lot of time thinking about the great uh, MF Doom song. I believe it's just called "Hey," uh, where all of the the whole beat and all the music is made out of Scooby Doo samples. There are. What do people think about the music? Because some of it slaps and some of it isn't great. It's entertaining. There are times where it doesn't feel appropriate. It's it's when it it's just good when you're like, oh cool, we're about to get the music part. 
Like you can see it coming. You're like, here's going to be a little song. It's going to sound like I feel like if somebody made a Scooby-Doo sounding album right now, I'd probably be like, OK, but are we talking about the weird pop <laughs> hits that they put into some of their songs? That like was weird in the, the second up in the second episode. Well, they, watched, well, they, yeah, that's a, a thing song. that they do. But I'm just talking about like the, the cues of where it's like. You know, well, those classic yeah. like I said, they work well with MF Doom and it's become <laughs> it's become a tired joke in the metal community. But uh, people often say that ghosts sound like Scooby-Doo Chase music. And uh. that's not not true. <laughs> So you could yeah. argue it already is popular now to put out stuff like that. Did you see the um, that they did the song for the new Insidious and Patrick Wilson's featured on it? <laughs> no. That's fun, though, I guess. I could never get into that band, but I'm glad that people have a good time with them. Yeah. I remember one time like walking home and being like, what are all of these people here for? What an odd collection. Oh, there's a ghost concert happening. Okay. Yeah. Like immediate like confusion uh, dissipated. Yeah, I try not to be like a huge like true metal gatekeeper guy around but, them or whatever. But it's just not that good. You know what ghost I like? A ghost is born by Wilco. You know what Folks, ghost I like? A g- 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 ghost. You like the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo? Yeah. The thirteen. I just thirteen ghosts keeps getting like. I don't really know the premise of like the film Thirteen Ghosts. Is that related or it was just like? Quincidental, because I do not want to see them do other classic horror films. That would be Scooby Doo. Juan meets Scooby Doo. <laughs> now we're talking. Scooby Doo in the movie. Scooby Doo in, in the movie House would be great. Yeah, actually, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd have I'd have a great time with that. Scooby Doo and Kung Fu hanging out. When they became prisoners of the Wax Phantom, I was like, this could be like a Jigsaw style situation. Yeah, Scoob from the Book of Saw. They just left <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy covered in wax while they went and got the cops. Oh, they fucking... Yeah, they would have died. They yeah. Been burned Extremely... Su- all of these people are suffocating in that, yeah. like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, that's how it is. Are we, are we already just moving on to the second... Like, do we have, we have nothing more to say about Oh, the shit, you're right. That's they the second... They found the night. Uh, yeah, the, it was art theft, or art they forgery. Plane they, they, crash, they, crash, they crash a plane into the night, which, A, is weird that it's functional... B, they break a lot. Yeah. Did we already talk about? Did we? Inside. Did we talk about the Velma loses her glasses and trips the night thing? I, mean, uh, I mentioned briefly. She loses her glasses. Yeah. Because she trips and the night, and then song, they get the so. night in the fucking, you know, uh, the wooden. Stocks. Yeah. And I don't understand why there why was it, it's done. Me neither. Yeah, they're you like got we it. trapped him. Well, this is the first time, I guess. I guess it isn't the first time because they say it's another mystery at the beginning. But like, <laughs> you're right. I I had the same thought. I thought they were done. They trapped him. That's the whole. Yeah, goal. that seems like the perfect place to take someone's mask off. Is if literally their head is in a <laughs> in stocks, and they'd also discovered that the Jameson Hyde White had been stuck inside the mummy or whatever, or in, Jameson in some Hyde. Sort of uh, it was it. decidedly not a mummy. That felt a bit more or whatever um, it was. Uh, yeah, he, they, one of the other uh, things on display. One of the other things that was stolen from indigenous culture and brought to. America to put on display. They had a they had a person in yeah. uh, that guy, probably deserved to be tied up and, and how long was the he side. there? What? He yeah, was he one also of those who talked like this. Yeah. He was this kind of Englishman. This also had a uh, one one of the other common Scooby tropes, which is they found a secret room. Uh, 
that was that was behind Dude, a sarcophagus I would or something. Fucking love to find a secret room. <laughs> didn't you have one That'd in your own so apartment cool. that you found uh, like several years ago? I mean, I didn't find <laughs> it though. Like I knew it was there, and then it just became another room in my apartment. Yeah. I'm like, imagine if it was like behind a bookcase. Yeah. You could, I would you could not just, like I to should find. just put a, a yes. bookcase in front of one of the doors. You could always do that. And you could, you, you're an engineer, Matt. You'd make an Arduino, set it up to a servo motor attached to a book that when you pull right. it, sends a message to another servo that swings the bookcase open. I could what would that. be your book of choice to serve There's as no, an I, actual switch for something? Which doors would work? Jigsaw. <laughs> the spiral from the book of... Oh, Jigsaw, that would be. Um, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. Hard, Scooby. hard to hard to have a whole lot of content of our own when there was no content in this. Um, yeah, that's okay. Here, let me check through my notes in the first episode. We talked about that. Shaggy's a swinging his gymnast in school. They really do be killing time in old cartoons. Um, <laughs> Didn't they catch the villain? Yeah, the uh, we're going to, to that. honor the spirit of Hanna-Barbera, we are just going to keep, we're just going to keep all of the pauses in this episode. Uh, Shaggy, oh, Shaggy does a ventriloquist thing. Somehow he throws his voice to make it sound like he's coming from inside of a, of a, a pot. pot. Yeah, this is just foreshadowing Jeff Dunham appearing <laughs> in a later Fair series enough. of. They have a ventriloquist uh, off. Yeah, a, if you pick that, then uh, I kill you. I do think. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I cannot believe you found the one thing where somebody was like, is this worse than Mencia? I'd think about it. (laughs) It was everywhere. Everyone was talking about Jeff Dunham for like fucking six months. People love He still has a career, though, unlike Carlos Mencia. Um,. Yeah, dude. You know, he you, plays casinos no, Carlos and shit. Mencia is on tour. We have to follow. Actually, let's. This might be a good place to do some follow-ups on some stuff that we left out of previous episodes. First of all, we said Carlos Mencia is done. He is very much still touring, and he's doing pretty decent-sized rooms. People have just stopped updating his Wikipedia page. I think is really what it was right. for Carlos Mencia. Right, but he's still his career is still stand-up comic. Okay, and he seems to be okay. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing we fucked up on the justified episode. What happened? By at no point mentioning that the drummer for Proto Martyr is, <laughs> is Elmore Leonard's the grandson of Elmore Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the simple life one where we were like, oh man, the how do we not mention that? Is oh, that Kesha was Kesha on Kesha and her family appear on that show. And somehow in our research, we did not find this before. So, uh, just so everybody knows, these are facts that obviously, like, what are we doing the show for if those did not come up while we now were I'm just talking looking, about it? Now I'm just doing that thing I do occasionally where I look at photos of Joe Casey and think, how? <laughs> Proto Martyr is such a weird band. <laughs> yeah. Like, how is this guy the front man of a successful <laughs> I love band. that for him, but it is just... He sounds like he looks. It's very silly. Anyway, that's been our, our corrections for the week. <laughs> yeah, update. We learned a, stuff how after How did guy recording. in armor run so fast? He was running pretty fast for a man in armor. Like, faster than a plane. Well, that's armor true. actually is relatively lightweight, all things considered. Remember, you had to you know be able to move in it and fight. 
I guess I guess I often think that the armor in in a museum might be decorative, but I guess yeah, it could be functional. I don't know. Do we have yeah. Do we have any and medieval I, how warfare fast does historians? A plane go? Like twelve miles an hour. If it's a plane that you only accelerated inside this museum and didn't really get a whole lot of runway on, and it's an old biplane, it's I guess not that fast. Although yeah, like it did 12, take off. Fifteen miles an hour. It is. Airborne. It took off without it wings. It is able to go upside down. They did do that without wings. Not something just as a tip. Not something you want to have happen when you're on a plane. It seems the main way that that they are able to defeat villains is that Scooby. Uh, has tune physics abilities that like like if you get in a one-on-one with scooby himself you enter like the tune zone and then you're sub- subject to more <laughs> like antics <laughs> and that's how they get you there was yeah. a there was a moment where and i know th- i know that there's an entire movie about this that i fucking love um but uh there was a moment where velma was like or Fred, who, whoever is like, oh, maybe we'll be able to get the drop on the villain, and then they immediately fall down into a hole. And somebody <laughs> says, it looks like we're the ones who got dropped or whatever. And I was just thinking about, yeah. you know, the world of cartoons where your words have that much power. Where after you say something, the funniest thing to happen to represent those words is going to happen. Um, yeah. and just how you could play with that, and then I was like, "Oh no, that's actually who framed Roger Rabbit," and they did. They did all of. They did all of that. They did yeah. all of that. Okay. Uh, would you guys watch more Scooby Doo? Where are you? No, no. But we all nope. did because Grown we man. were alive as children and have seen it. Uh, I'll probably watch other series instead of this one if I ever do. I remember I watched a little bit of the one where like they're young kids. That was on Cartoon Network when we were like ten. The one with red herring in it. Oh yeah, um, in one even one Ian didn't even mention, which was a pup named Scooby Doo. A pup named Scooby Doo. Um, a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, do Scooby Doo, Jinkies. That one had a, a a rad intro song. Speaking of the intro song, they changed the band. They changed the singer. <laughs> it was jarring. It was jarring to play the second one and be like, wait a minute, hold on a sec. I did not notice Clearly that. Clearly a different Is singer. This? Blame it on the COVID. So I, I want to say uh, one thing that happened was uh, the, the series started, you know, in, in September uh, 1969 and it ran until October 31st, 1970. Um, but then in Ooh. 1978, a third season was created using episodes of Scooby's all-Star Laugh Olympics and the Scooby-Doo Show. Um, All-Star Laugh Olympics. And they were then released as the third season, but we ignored those because that's not the case. Yeah. It ended after its 25th episode uh, with yeah, Scooby- but you, uh, with Don't Fool with a Phantom. Yeah, the second season only eight episodes. If you get a DVD box set, it might have three seasons, and that's why. Yeah. just We're just covering our asses here. This episode starts off with uh, Fred and Daphne uh, doing the classic uh, elbow slam dance uh, on this game show. Hosted by Casey Kasem. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. And then Shaggy and Scooby and doing Scooby their dance where they are wrapped up in food. Like dough. Yeah. I, this was. Crazy this sounds. <laughs> terrible animation in this scene. Looked awful. I mean, naturally, yeah. You don't like the, the Fred and Daphne dance? 
Oh, I was talking about the Shaggy and Scooby running with the with the dough food, whatever that was. The dough. It just there's no dough. That's what that there's to there's no movement. It's so stiff. It's like watching as it's like um, how uh, they have it in uh, VR games where you can't actually walk because that makes you motion sick. So you just kind of like jump around, like you teleport everywhere. That's what it felt more like. This is also a game show where there's like no audience, as far as I can tell. It's just like the five of them and the host and the producer. It's a local game show. It's, you know, it's a it's a regional game show. You know, it's just it's just for the the local market wherever Scooby Doo is. In the swamp or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are they all Cajun? <laughs> <laughs> what the ga- the mystery gang? Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, have you seen Scooby Doo on Zombie Island? I don't know. There's voodoo. So I'm gonna say no. Way. That takes oh, place, I bet that's very respectful. That takes place on the swamp, as opposed to like the swamp. <laughs> on the swamp. You know, in. On top of Southern Ben Hill Griffin Louisiana. Stadium. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they're dancing in this game show. The power goes out for a second. And then there's a flash of like a nine foot tall monster being like a booga booga at them. And then it comes back on and it's gone. And the producer guy is missing. And I don't know. Very scary. It's so scary. It seemed like they were going to do like, oh, they're doing the Phantom of the Opera, but about this TV station. But not really like the way they start explaining this no. plot of like, not there was really. a guy who got mad at us that we didn't accept his like pitch basically. And then he was like, I'm going to send my spooky ghosts after you. I wish I had spooky ghosts to send after those who wronged me. He is the most genuinely supernatural thing that we see in all of these. Uh, they go to this dude's house. What was his name? Grimsby or something like that. Uh, oh boy. Shadows ass he's man. making, he's I... making ghost stew. <laughs> I remember the guy. I just don't have his name. He's got a crystal ball on like a scepter. <laughs> He's an inhuman He's a cool gray guy. color in a house. That I bet there's, there's nothing, like nothing up with in him. there. Yeah, <laughs> he like a nearly empty house where he's making ghost stew, and there's a box that has like a ghost Grisby. pad in it. The sculptor Grisby. Yeah, he has a skeleton Grisby. that waves at you when you wave at him, which rules. Love that skeleton. That's cool. Yeah, I'm building that with an Arduino as this well. This guy is in this episode for like ten seconds. <laughs> and then they just never talk about this guy again. should be the show. At the end of this episode, it's like right. the, the way this episode yeah. ends. It's like there's just still just a guy out there that like does supernatural <laughs> making ghosts do. <laughs> they don't don't address ever again. The show's always like, oh, every spooky thing is fake. But it's like not this guy, but he's harmless. <laughs> this guy. Did they ever do any spinoffs for characters that were not the Scooby gang? Oh, no, God. no. I'm Everyone's a one shot. Ever. I'm sure they did. Come on. Didn't of like a villain? Google have his own thing? I don't think it, they might have appeared in other things, but none of them had their own show. Yeah, they crossed over. They were never a lead. Yeah, it seems like they're only ever just reoccurring characters within the show. Why? They, I have seen what Vincent Van Gogh looks like in Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated, and that's just Doctor Strange. He's just <laughs> Doctor Strange. That's true. It's just if Vincent Price was Doctor Strange, which, like, yes, please. No, actually, don't do that to Vincent. Anyways, I can't believe they haven't done the gritty adult Scooby-Doo. Would you watch? You, uh, you fucks watch Riverdale. Of course you would, actually. If CW, if the CW did. 100%. <laughs> no, I would not 100%. Scooby. I, I draw the line at animals. No, you don't. 
<laughs> Why are you telling me what I do and don't do? Because <laughs> you watched Sabrina. I was curious about Sabrina. I'm not continuing to watch Sabrina. How much Sabrina did you watch? Three episodes. Okay, well, I thought it was a whole season. Um, I would watch it. How prominent is Salem on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina anyway? Um, just a cat, and then when he talks, he turns into like a ghoul kind of thing. Okay. And talks as a guy. That's a bit different. And then turns back into a cat, and that's kind of the bit every time. He does the end huh. of the witch. He turns into Johnny Depp. And yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of like in Vampire Diaries, how Damon is a, is a crow in the first couple episodes for some reason. And then they just kind of forget. Matt getting really into Animorphs because he's like, technically they're all people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Grisby, he's got a little wax phantom figure guy. And yeah, he makes... He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he's a bit of an eccentric. Um, I bet Guillermo del Toro loved this guy. That guy like is Guillermo del Toro. That's what his actual house is like. You know Guillermo del Toro has like a big Frankenstein head? And uh, and like I think that's not uh, very nice of you to say about him. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he wow. has a Frankenstein's monster head. He just has a Frank. He looks like Victor. Right? Yeah. He has a, no. He has a big. <laughs> he has a big Frankenstein monster head in like a library, in his house. What I'm saying that's is cool. they should actually let him just do scoop. Well, and then they used his likeness in Death Stranding as a guy that's made out of cadaver parts. Um, dead man. Yeah, <laughs> dead man. Yeah, the station is also in like some sort of financial trouble that's alluded to, um, which is a hint as to what the the other goings on are. And then yeah, the gang has various runs with the wax phantom. Fred, Daphne, and Velma fall into a pit, based or into like a just a big hole basically. Uh, when Velma stamps her foot, uh, and she's like, "I lost my temper." Yeah, so they fall into a hole, which seems like a trap. But then that's also where the villain keeps their purse of money in the hole and then also to get out of the hole you just step on a place where you would step in the pit this <laughs> like bad, given enough time yes, presuming you pace around in this pit or whatever you will yeah at a certain point you're gonna step on, on the right brick yeah not a great plan if you're really trying to trap people there give them your money and then give them an easy way to get out there's all sorts of like wax like ghouls and shit in here that are there to be scary. Uh, we had a ghostly hand tapping someone on the shoulder. I think tapping Velma, which is neat, I suppose. That seems like it's not part of the show. <laughs> we get we get an know, actual conveyor belt thing, you know, where they actually are in danger of being murdered, which is funnily like where Sk- Scooby and Shaggy are the most chill. Like it's like, oh, there's a squirrel. Oh my god, I'm so scared. But, like, I'm on a conveyor belt to die. Time to crack some jokes, which, honestly, relatable. Like, I think if There's I was tux. actually at the point <laughs> with my best friend where we were about to die, I'd be like, time to make some jokes. <laughs> like, my best friend, <laughs> a talking some dog. bad I mean, fucking jokes. There's a topsy-turvy room, uh, which is just a room where things are designed upside down and clearly, like, couches are glued to the ceiling and stuff, except then Shaggy and Scooby do defy gravity. Uh, and run up onto the ceiling. I mean, and they start singing "Defying Gravity." Yep, that's what happened. Weird, weird. That they bite into some so wax fruit. Later, Wicked stole it from Scooby Doo. Dude, if somebody had wax fruit that was convincing enough to make me bite into it, I'd have to admit, like, damn, you got me, dude. 
That's yeah. fucking crazy. Like if if one of my friends like pranked me, you're like damn, you fucking got me good. I bit into like a rubber grape one time that looked very much like oh. a real grape. It was among other grapes, and that fucked me up. But I was like, damn, where'd you get that realistic ass grape? But also, if That's they got nuts. if they got you in a building where it's already been established that everything is made of wax, that that really just be I on you. I would probably not try <laughs> the fruit. That'd be on you. Yeah. You're also not like. Uh, Food pilled the way that Scooby and Shaggy are. Food pilled? That's do you right. mean <laughs> stoned, enough, stoned enough to food be pill. eating dog treats? <laughs> what are we? Where? What are we doing do here mean, if we start do saying you mean hungry? food pilled? Hungry? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. You've been hungry. I've been hungry. Scooby and Shaggy are hungry 100% of the time. They are food pilled. They cannot stop thinking you about know, I, food. It's insane that the, this show thinks they can get away without showing them smoking weed one yeah. time. That's insane. Fucking full cells will never understand uh, the hunger pilled <laughs> mindset. Uh, <laughs> satiation cucks. Uh, don't understand <laughs> eating all the time okay. uh, <laughs> yeah and we get this chase sequence set to this weird like mamas and papas ass song that doesn't fit at all with what's yeah. going on yeah this is a thing that they do and like it's just so not jarring to me because i'm like oh that thing where there's randomly like a a twee 70s pop song while they run from a villain that thing yeah, that I'd- just happens I feel like that's part of the enduring appeal of Scooby-Doo is like the vibe of the era that's very specific where every like everything sounds like fucking question mark in the Mysterians and or yeah. like uh, <laughs> yeah some of this like weird Peter Paul and Mary shit like that adds to the sort of like nostalgic vibe that that makes it a comfort show for people right but yeah when they finally get the wax phantom it's because they've devised Fred is devi- Fred who loves traps has devised some some way to lure it into oh first of all I did need to mention in the chase sequence going back to Scooby's tuned physics ability they do the classic paint a big black spot on the wall to look like a hole but then they paint a door over the hole but then the door actually functions but the hole is still just a wall so they get the wax phantom to run into into that and so, which they could have just had somebody got me place. with that <laughs> if somebody got me with that that would fuck me up for a life I would I would walk slowly through doors like to try to like make sure I didn't You're, walk into you just always wall. have hands out yeah. just like okay is for this real my life I would never pass through a door normal again if somebody <laughs> fucking nailed me with one of those I always re- remember, you know, uh, most of my life being pretty smug about the idea of, like, oh, honestly, that doesn't it's work. like, I'm yeah. the best, I'm the fucking best at doorways. <laughs> Guys, I'm going right through, through motherfucker. Uh, no, door. I mean, like, just, like, anytime the backdrop, I'm like, yeah, it's always stupid and silly. And then the and then there's the scene in Jackass 4 where they have the guy biking up one and then he just hits the wall. And I was like, I didn't realize <laughs> that that was a wall. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, you know what? I'd like to take it back. I stand corrected here. Yeah, it's it's not that you're too smart for the prank. It's that it, the prank is not common enough for you to have run into it. Yeah, yeah. Jackass Forever <laughs> really showed me. And I was like, damn. But I maintain I would never be tricked into running off a cliff for several steps before looking down and realizing that I'm in midair. No, Could not get me with that. Done. Well, Travis, if you don't go to the cliff with a sign that says help, it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm watching the Jackass clip again, and it is just like, yeah, that's like a tree, and there's a pathway, and a jump, and then he just fucking hits the wall, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I don't remember wow. the scene. Yeah. I mean, I was looking for it, and, and now I can see it, but I was looking for yeah. it. Yeah. But if you're just watching the trailer, you're like, oh, boy, something's about, oh, no, that's not what I expected oh. at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Wow. Yeah. If one of you motherfuckers does this to me. I can't wait You're to done. try. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Every piece of food in my house next time you visit will be wax. <laughs> <It'll> be wax. <laughs> uh, I really want to be in my pranking my friends era again. I'm so glad you live in a different country. <laughs> uh I also like when they tricked the wax phantom into going running into a special mold for the wax phantom. I mean, if you have one of those, that's pretty clutch. But then, yeah, Fred devised a plan to lure it into an area where they will dump more wax on it. But uh, he didn't think that there'd be a third skateboard. Thought that they were going to be able to skateboard away from the Phantom, but then <laughs> the Phantom found the skateboard too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this trick goes sort of awry because it also gets Shaggy and Scooby covered in wax uh, and they burned to death and died. Um uh, actually, well, no, what happened is they burned to death. Uh, they, they were severely burned, and then uh, before they could die from that, they suffocated. Yeah. Pretty gruesome. Uh, it was horrible. But then, because of Tude logic, they revived, and they were able to get them out and reveal that the Wax Phantom was the producer, or like the guy who runs the yeah, station or whatever. Gonna, he was going to flee to uh, South, uh, South America with the money he embezzled or whatever. Did anyone say in either of these episodes the meddling kids line? I feel like we were missing that. No. 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 I kept expecting it. Is that like a beam me up, Scotty? No, thing? it's in it's in some of them. It it appears a lot. But it's not every episode. No, it's not every episode. Have I ever talked to you guys about what I used to think about tarring and feathering? Oh boy. That you wanted that it done you to you? Would, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No, because so, so I'd read about. He wants to be tarred and quartered. So I'd read about quartered. Always Weird scared bear. the shit out of me. I thought that being tarred and feathered was like, because because it was always in history class they'd be like this guy was tarred and feathered, and I'd be like, oh okay. So in order to punish this person for this thing, they made him look embarrassing for a minute and then they cleaned him off and everybody held hands and they walked back into a, a bar and said boy you sure made a we made an ass out of you don't do that thing you did again and then i remember talking to the to the history teacher about how it didn't actually seem that bad they were like oh no it's it's lethal to do that to someone pretty much every time and i was like uh, oh no, that makes sense. Oh, that yeah. I also sense. didn't understand that like the tar is hot. That was a thing I did. Travis actually only on. just learned that right now. <laughs> this is just right now. Travis learned people died from being tarred and feathered. Before that, he just was like, yeah, they just it was like they slime timed them. You know, they were just like they're just like standing there, thing. and they'd be like, I don't know, and then they'd pour tar on them, and they'd be like, like, it's like, oh, they slimed him, and then they poured some feathers on him, and they were like. Oh, that Jerry. <laughs> Don't do it again. That Jerry Seinfeld. When, I thought when they put you in the bronze bowl that it was kind of like a mechanical bowl, but you're like maybe in it and it shakes <laughs> around. 
Isn't like running someone out of town on a rail also like way worse than it sounds? Or am I imagining that one? It sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Aren't you always saying that we should bring that back though, Travis? What is that? It's just a fun phrase, but I think the only time I've seen it like portrayed is in like Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Dude, I just in general, like if somebody wrongs you or like I think it would be a funny thing to bring it back to something we were talking about earlier. It would be a funny thing to happen to the mayor pretty regularly. Like, the mayor just gets <laughs> Lord, scooped up gets and then driven out of outside of the city limits of Chicago <laughs> and then just, like, pushed out of the car and then you drive away. Banished. We should banish people. We really should. From cities, Some places from do, do, do that. Cities, you're banished. In, in, that should be a punishment. Uh, and the carceral yeah, state. the creator isn't allowed in Australia. Banish people from cities. In Georgia, and I know this from the TV series Rectify, but also this is a real thing that they can do, is you can be banished. You can't be banished from the state, but you can be banished from, like, all but one county. And Georgia famously has a many, many counties. So you can effectively just, like, limit someone's radius in which they can live in the state of Georgia to to one huh. relatively small area and effectively banish Damn. them. But, yeah, otherwise it's... Yeah, I mean, having outstanding warrants is basically banishment in its own way. Chief Keefe having to appear via hologram in, in the Chicago area was a thing. <laughs> Why, because there's a warrant for his arrest? I think so. When the, there it's was, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a whole thing. A hologram, Chief, a hologram Chief Keefe concert got shut down like eight years ago because of, they were worried about like violence yeah. being incited by it. It might have technically been in Indiana. How did we get here? Wax Phantom. They got him. That's the end of the show. Yep, they did the thing. Same thing happened. That happened in the first one. Oh, you've seen the first one. You've seen them all. Being covered in wax reminded me of being covered in tar. That's how we got mm. here. But the wax hardens very quickly. So quick. Has any of you ever been to a wax museum? Yes. No. Yeah. I've been to a, yeah. a Madame Tussauds. Yep. I don't care I for think it. In, in and that Orlando, Florida. And that is Scooby Doo. Uh, where are you? Where are you? But yeah, don't where worry. There are a dozen you? more Scooby Doo properties we will eventually cover as we are doomed. Steven's just going to keep picking those. <laughs> Was the show. new show Steven's going to pick Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated? We'll never know because he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I won't. Already gone, like tears in rain. Yep. Uh, but yes, that was Scooby Doo, and uh, next week's a very special celebration. Correct? Yeah. So instead of uh, to celebrate 100 episodes, instead of doing the usual uh, picking uh, where it's an Ian pick, uh, we will instead be uh, going home, right? That's what we're doing? That's what we decided on? Um, that's, that's my vote. Now, when you say going home, do you mean our home or do you mean like we have to go home? We have to go I back. I believe he means we have to go back to Dillon, Texas, I believe is what he's saying. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to the podcast <laughs> home. Yes, yes. Next week is Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. F and L. And F and L. Um, a, where we are going to talk about. None of us know about. Yeah, we are, yeah, are going to be like. Least <laughs> about Friday Night Who retained Lights. the least? Probably me. <laughs> yeah, it is undoubtedly you. <laughs> Steven, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. I need you to tell me everything you think you know about Friday Night Lights starting now. Friday Night Lights is a show, I forget where it aired, uh, based on a movie um, with the same title, based on a book, I believe, um, about uh, the Dylan Panthers and uh, some of the characters, including Matt Saris and Jason Street and uh, Kyle. Um, 
<laughs> Coach Taylor. Um, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Coach Taylor, Tammy Taylor, Julie Taylor, uh, Baby Taylor. Free baby Grace. Baby and Taylor. that's time. <laughs> Gracie Bell. Gracie Bell. Oh, man, am I excited to go home. It's going to be a nice little treat. Get to watch one of the best episodes of television. Get to watch another of the best episodes of television. Get to smile a bunch. Get to have a good time with some friends. Probably see if some others want to check in, you know, maybe drop in a... A little message somewhere along the way. Yeah. But I mean, I'll be in Chicago. That's next week. That's next week. This week was Scooby-Doo, which, as I said, you could find on today's sponsor, Max. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend. Go solve a mystery. Steven, can you bring us home? Like, I've heard of bubble gum, but gub- bubble ghost stew? Ridiculous!